News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. This is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin. We are brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Ask them about their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them. Mark sent you. Welcome on into the program here on a Saturday morning in America's hometown of Hannibal. This is episode 105 of On the Mark, believe it or not, on this October 9th. Uh, I want to start the show by saying shout out. We're in Hannibal. I got to shout out the Hannibal Pirates. Another massive win last night. 7-0. and uh, This team they looks so good. Looks so good. Listen to the game last night on 97.9 Kick FM. Uh, shout out to them. Great, great season so far. It could be a special type of season for the Hannibal Pirates. Uh, lots to get to this week as I uh, look ahead and preview the show before we jump into Hespin headline number one. Um, we will talk college football. Four massive games today that I think have huge, huge college football playoff implications. They're going to clear out a little bit of the college football landscape for us. A lot of Big Ten teams in the mix. A lot of SEC teams in the mix. Uh, where can there be some upsets? I have a big one uh, coming up today that I'm predicting. Uh, we have a uh, huge, huge fight tonight. Fury Wilder Part 3. Huge implications to Fury and Wilder Part 3. Uh, as In my opinion, two of the three best heavyweight boxers in the world collide tonight. Uh, it's setting up uh, for some big matches coming on up. The heavyweight division is very, very good right now, uh, and that's great for boxing because that's the division that we love to see. That's where you get the vicious knockouts. That's where you get these mega, mega stars, the Mike Tysons of the world, the George Foremans of the world, the Evander Holyfields of the world. A couple big names in boxing going uh, colliding tonight. A little MLB playoff update, see where we're at, how we're feeling. Uh, really... <laughs> Tough wild card loss for the uh, Cardinals as a heartbreaker is up till 11:30 watching that one on uh, on Wednesday night, and then uh, finally, uh, really quickly, if we have time at the end, Kyrie Irving gets a ruling on being able to practice with the Brooklyn Nets uh, before a big NBA preview next week as uh, the season tips off October 19th. All right, let's jump into it. Hesman headline number one. You know what we're doing. Let's break down every NFL game for Week 5. Hespin's Headlines on the mark. Of course, I'll give you my lock of the week, my upset of the week, my toss-up of the week. Last week, not a great one. Not not great. 0-2. Oh, 0-2. Oh oh uh, hey, 2-0 uh, in Week 3. 0-2 oh Week 4. Maybe I'm an odd week guy. Maybe I'll go back to 2-0. Oh. I feel good about my picks this week, and uh, we'll have some fun with it. Before I start uh, diving into the games for Sunday slate, I do want to mention... I think this Russell Wilson injury in that Seahawks 26-17 loss at home to the Rams, uh, 
in a lot of ways is good for Russell Wilson. Now, let me explain. He's going to miss a game for the first time in his career, and that's never great. Uh, a guy like Russell Wilson had an Ironman streak going. Uh, he is an incredible player uh, in his 10th season, fastest quarterback to 100 wins. No doubt about it in my mind, a Hall of Famer. Uh, the dude is special. And what's going to happen now is we all as NFL fans and the NFL community is going to be reminded how much of a dumpster fire the Seattle Seahawks are without now Russell Wilson. What do the Seahawks do good? Even Not even great. What do they do good besides Russell Wilson? I can't think of anything. They don't run the ball effectively enough, even though they want to be a ground-and-pound team. That's Pete Carroll's identity, establishing the run. They have great wide receiver talent, but now they have no one to get the ball to that wide receiver talent. Geno Smith looked good. He's going to have an opportunity. I'm excited to watch Geno, but he's a backup quarterback in this league for a reason. And on defense, what? They blitz well? We're going to see the Seahawks' new blitz packages to keep them in games? I have a feeling the wheels are going to come off this Seattle Seahawks team. Uh, they're a team that I predicted to be the one seed in the NFL, in the NFC before the season started, all based on Russell Wilson and my love for Russell Wilson. Uh, I, I got a, I got a feeling this thing's going to fall off. And what I mean then it's good for Russell Wilson, going back to my first point, is that we as an NFL fandom and, and analyst community are going to look at this thing and go, Oh, yeah, that's how bad Seattle is. That's how not great of an organization they've built around Russell Wilson. That's how much we struggle with Pete Carroll's decision-making. This is how much we struggle as this organization to rebuild a defense with a defensive head coach. So uh, it's a tough loss. Great win for the Rams. And Matthew Stafford banged up his finger. Didn't look sharp except for getting a Cooper Cup. Daryl Henderson had a great game. Robert Woods, 12 receptions, 150 yards. Uh, a great win for the Rams as they march on in what could possibly be uh, a, a – one seed in NFC West title for them, uh, bouncing back after that tough, the kind of no-show loss uh, to the Arizona Cardinals. All right, let's jump into it. Starts off early on Sunday with a London game, 8.30 a.m. at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I was, I've been there. That's where it was two years ago uh, in, on October uh, 2nd or October 3rd, uh, 2019, when the Bears played the Raiders, the first ever game at Tottenham, uh, football game at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Beautiful place to watch football stadium game. First uh, stadium built outside the United States that was designed for football in mind as well as soccer. Falcons technically hosting the Jets. I liked the Falcons in this game. These are two teams I would never like to pick. Uh, again, I think that the Falcons have more experience at the quarterback position. This is going to be a very overwhelming experience for this very young Jets team traveling overseas. Now, I know the Falcons organization, and, and they have a rookie head coach, uh, but I just trust Matt Ryan in this situation more than any other player in this game. And that's saying something because Matt Ryan is certainly uh, very shaky. Besides Ben Roethlisberger, looks like the oldest and shakiest quarterback in the NFL right now. I'll take the Falcons, though, but I'm not really touching this game. Uh, it almost was my toss-up of the week. But it's one of those games where you'll wake up at you know 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning, turn on the TV and the NFL Network, go, oh, yeah, that's right, there's a game going on, and it's probably like, Six to three, uh, Falcons lead midway through the third. And you're like, oh, this is ugly. How many interceptions did, uh, did, uh, uh, Zach Wilson throw so far? Packers, uh, at Bengals. The line is really deceptive on this. It's only Green Bay favored by three. I think Vegas is trying to tell us something. I think the Bengals are a little more feisty than we think. And I also think this is a good test for 
us as analysts and try to pick games to understand where the Packers are at as a, as a team this year, can they get up for a game like this? You know, the Packers are seemingly now really good at getting up for games in prime time when Aaron Rodgers knows he has spotlight on him. Can they get up for a noon start in Cincinnati against the Bengals? Still think the Packers win, but that line is really, really telling us something. I think Joe Burrow has a good game against the Packers defense that they add Jalen Smith. Um, they are a little bit weak at the cornerback position. Uh, they have lost some linebackers, but they bring in Jalen Smith. So the defense is a little shaky right now. Uh, the Bengals' offensive line is better than you would just assume it would be. I've watched them in a couple games now. They can give Joe Burrow some time when the scheme is right. I hope this doesn't turn into a shootout for the Bengals. If it does, that could get ugly for Joe. But if they're able to maintain the clock, keep it low scoring, I think they have a chance to stay within three points. still think the Packers win, though. Uh, I just don't see Aaron Rodgers losing a, a road game. Uh, to the Bengals. Lions at Vikings. Here we go. It's my first uh, pick of the week. It is my upset alert of the week. The Lions are getting 10 points in Minnesota. I actually think uh, I'm betting this is the Lions to cover. I think the Lions will cover 10 points. Uh, and so that's why I'm picking it as an upset. But I actually think the Lions could win outright. And I'll pick them to win outright as well. Getting a lot of great uh, value if you ta- if you think the Lions will win as a money line underdog. This is going to be one of those games, again, Kirk Cousins, I think, will put up good numbers against the Lions defense that's struggling. But I do not trust the Vikings defense at all. I think the Lions offensive line is is very solid. I think it's a top 15, top 10 offensive line. I think they're both going to want to run the football. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. The over-under is 49. I'd probably take the under on that. It is going to be low scoring. It's going to be quick paced. I think that though Jared Goff makes the play versus Kirk Cousins making the play. I know that the Vikings have great wide receivers and the Lions don't. I see Hawkinson having a big day. I'll take the Lions in an upset somewhere around 2017 with a late fourth quarter field goal. I like the Lions not only to cover, but to get their first win of the season in Minnesota against a Minnesota team that I just don't know exactly what their identity is at this point in time. They run the ball well, certainly, but beyond that, and and Kirk Cousins having a good statistical year, they just don't play defense like you expect them to. And overall, I, I, I just think this is a total letdown spot for a Minnesota team. An alliance team that's playing hungry, kind of got embarrassed by the Bears last week. I think they'll bounce back with a really good effort. Definitely will cover the 10 points. Broncos at Steelers. This game to me, it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback for, for Denver. Reports are Teddy was practicing, but I don't know if he'll clear concussion protocol in time. Doesn't matter. The Broncos are, I think, a better team overall, top to bottom right now than the Steelers, especially offensive game plan wise. I hate the Steelers, Matt Canna, offensive coordinator right now. I don't understand their game plan. I still think the Steelers win though, because this is a pulse, che- like pulse check game. I heard my guy Barstool Big Cat talking about that. I'm uh, part of my take. And it makes all the sense in the world. He's absolutely right. Do the Steelers have anything left in the tank? If they win this game, they may have uh, uh, the ability to stay feisty, stay in that wild card hunt throughout the season. If they lose this game, write them off. This is a disaster of a season, and I think the wheels could come off really quick. And I think when a team like the Pittsburgh and an organization like that with a coach like Mike Tomlin is in this spot, they kind of can feel it at home. Keep your eye out for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they win uh, in a very tight game, an ugly game 
low, it's over under 39. I think it's going to be just over that. It's going to be fairly low scoring. Broncos uh, fall to the Steelers. Dolphins, Buccaneers, this is almost, again, almost my toss-up of the week. I got a feeling this is a big trap game for the Bucs. It's at Tampa, which so that is a, is a win for Tampa. That's why, I, I again, I'm going to lean towards Tampa. It's not going to fall into the trap game here. If this was in Miami... Uh, this has all the writings of an upset. The Dolphins are playing like garbage right now. No one believes in the Dolphins. We shouldn't believe in the Dolphins. Offensively, what are they? Brian Flores, the head coach of Miami, is all about defense, defense, defense. Their defense stinks right now. Tampa Bay is coming off a massively emotional win in New England. I think statistically they bounce back to have a big game. I think this game will be tight to one half. We'll all be biting our fingers because it's Tampa minus 10. But watching the second half, Antonio Brown will catch a bomb. Uh, Marquise Godwin will have a nice uh, second half. No one is covering uh, Evans in the red zone, even though they have Gronk out. I think you're going to see Brady put up a big stack game in the second half, get a couple touchdowns, rewrite the ship, get going after a slow start. Buccaneers will win. It'll be close to cover the 10. I think they will, though, but that's why I'm staying away from it because it has all the makings, though, of in the third quarter. Why are the why are Miami up 17-13 on the Bucks? Could get ugly just because the Bucks coming off such an emotional win. Saints at football team. This is a huge game for both organizations. Two quarterbacks that are absolute wild cards right now. I do think that Jameis Winston uh, has the ability to go on the road, and I trust him on the road, building a scheme. They're getting a lot more of the coaching staff back for the New Orleans Saints after they were kind of COVID-ridden for the past two weeks. Um, the, the Saints need Alvin Kamara big time in this game. Washington's defense, can they finally arrive and show up? I think this is a lower-scoring game. I think that Jameis Winston makes a mistake or two less than the football team. I'll actually take the Saints in this game. But this is what I like to call a uh, loser leaves town game, as you hear that. You know, this very much that type of game. The winner of this game is feeling good about themselves. The loser of this game is in a world of hurt right now because they're they're both in divisions where the top of the division could be pulling away very quickly. Eagles at Panthers. This was almost my lock of the week. I love the Panthers in this game to bounce back off that weird game against Dallas. Dallas is much better, I think, than we thought defensively. They're really rounding into form. The Panthers... Uh, I think they're going to get an emotional boost from knowing that their front office is making a trade for Stephon Gilmore that believes in them. It's a win-now move. It's a build-towards-this-season type of move. I think that's a boost in the locker room. The Eagles team had a great offensive showing against the uh, the, the uh, Chiefs defense. They didn't punt last week. Everyone's talking about oh, the Chiefs didn't punt. Neither did the Eagles. I think that says more about how bad the Chiefs defense has been playing versus the Panthers at home, Eagles on the road, Bounce back territory. Line is three. I think they cover that. I think they win pretty easily. High scoring game. Uh, Panthers take care of the Eagles. Titans at Jaguars. Man, oh man. Uh, this is a game that scares me for many, many reasons. The Titans coming off a huge letdown spot, losing that game to the Jets. I think they're going to be extra motivated, but you just have the, the Jaguars are complete wild card right now and they're at home. Uh, it's going to be a hot one in Jacksonville, 85 degrees and sunny. It's going to be, I think, uh, an emotional game because the Titans are going to come out and want to prove that the, last week was a fluke and get back to establishing the run, be physical. I think that could lead to a mistake or two. 
The Jaguars, are, you know, they could play inspired football in spite of their head coach. It's been an absolute disaster for Urban Meyer and everything he's dealt with. Or they could just completely be unmotivated, uncare, and say, we ain't doing anything for this guy. I stay away from this game betting. I do think the Titans win. They're just a better football team, and they're more motivated right now to win a game. Uh, they are a hungrier team, I think, in that point in time. I don't think the Jaguars are going to be like, get up and like, let's prove Urban is wrong. But you just don't know. It's such a wild card with that situation. I'll take the Titans. Patriots, Texans, let's not spend too much time on it. Patriots on the road take care of the Texans pretty easily. As long as Davis Mills is starting, the Texans ain't winning nothing. Bears at Raiders. This is the first time in now the year and a half that the Raiders have been playing in their new stadium in Vegas that they will really feel like they're not the home team. This has all the makings of like the Chargers when they had um, uh, uh, when they had the Cowboys in L.A. two weeks ago. And I was like, wow, this is a 50-50, if not 60-40 Dallas crowd. There's going to be a ton of Bears fans in Vegas. This is the, the – the, and the Raiders have to deal with this. The Vegas Raiders knew this going into it. When you move to Vegas, you're welcoming fan bases to come in. And especially fan bases from historic – Northern franchises, Chicago, Green Bay, Pittsburgh, New York, uh, the Giants, you're going to see a ton of NFC big city fans that will travel well to Vegas. The Bears are one of those. I think this could be 50% Bears fans in in Vegas. Oh, Justin Fields starting. It's going to be loud for the Raiders on offense. I think that's going to play a factor in this. I have the Bears upsetting the Raiders. The Raiders coming back into form. Bears money line win over the Raiders. I think uh, the Bears will get more creative offensively. They have to without David Montgomery. I still like the running back situation they have with playoff Damian and this kid Herbert out of uh, Virginia Tech. I think they're still solid at running back. But I think you're going to see Justin Fields actually running the ball more. Being more explosive, design runs for Justin Fields. Extremely excited about the beginning, the official beginning of the Justin Fields era with him getting the official start with Bill Lazor still hopefully calling plays. I think the Bears getting five and a half in Vegas where it's not going to be, I think it's a wash of a home crowd advantage. Watch for the Bears to upset the Raiders in Vegas. Uh, Raiders will play well. I think the line is 45. The Bears are leading the league in sacks. I think they're going to be able to get at Derek Carr. If they can get at Derek Carr and get pressure on him, he doesn't play the same way. It's going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be a fun, fun game, and I think actually fairly high scoring uh, with some big plays made by both teams defensively. But I'll take the Bears to win. Browns, Chargers, here it is. Final one that we haven't talked about yet. This is my toss-up. If you don't know what that means, my toss-up is, remember, I'm staying away from this game. I will not bet this game. I, it, there's just nothing for me there that's worth the bite that I think uh, that I think I, I definitely can predict from this game. It's in L.A., Baker is is dealing with the non shoulder non throwing shoulder injury from that wonky tackle. Looks like he tore his rotator cuff a bit. The Browns were so bad offensively last week. Not that the Vikings were good defensively. I I don't know if, if Baker Mayfield could force more balls to Odell Beckham Jr. that just weren't there. I think these two teams uh, are both playing great defensively right now. Joey Bosa had a, an incredible week last week. I think it's low scoring. I think it's physical. I think they both 
Want to establish the run game? I think Justin Herbert makes the bigger plays, though. If I had to predict a winner, I'd take the Chargers at home. But this game is all sorts of, nope, 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 don't want to touch it. Chargers getting two and a half, a minus two and a half points at home. Uh, it's a tough one. I think it's going to be a good game, fun game to watch, but I don't want to bet it. Giants, Cowboys. I love the Cowboys. Um, this is my lock of the week. Sorry, I knew I had one more left. This is my lock of the week. Cowboys minus seven. Don't overthink it. Cowboys are a good team. We just have to accept that, and the Giants are not. Uh, I think it'll be high scoring. The overner is 52. I think it'll be right around there. It's a great number from Vegas. Uh, I think the Cowboys win. I think the Cowboys put up a lot of points. I think they cover the seven. Uh, I think Daniel Jones throws an interception or two. Uh, Diggs is, is blossoming into one of the top five corners in this league. I think you see now with Jalen Smith out, I think there's more certainty in that linebacker room, and the linebackers are the strength of the Dallas Cowboys right now. Micah Parsons is a stud, the rookie. Dak throws for a ton of yards, a couple big touchdowns to CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper. Don't overthink it. Cowboys covered the seven. Niners at Cardinals upset alert. I think the line is five. I'll take the Cardinals to win because it's Kyler Murray at home. But the Cardinals, even though they're the last unbeaten team, don't forget, they almost lost to a bad Vikings team. They were down big to a bad Jags team. Uh, they uh, squeaked away a win in week one over the Titans, which we're now realizing the Titans aren't that good. The Cardinals are a uh, – they had a great win last week against a divisional opponent. But the Cardinals are a false 4-0. I think the Niners will play better than you think with Trey Lance finally getting the start. Cardinals still win because they're at home, and it's a lot for Trey Lance. But I think you're going to see the Card- the Niners run the ball effectively. I think this is going to be a kind of a beat-up game. couple turnovers, but the Cardinals, because they have Kyler Murray, I trust him a lot more than I trust Trey Lance right now. Bills, Chiefs, this is going to be an absolutely uh, just a fun game. Sunday Night Football, this is exactly what we want. Rematch of the AFC Championship game. Until the Chiefs' defense plays like a defense that could win a Super Bowl, I have a hard time picking them to beat a team like Buffalo. That being said, Buffalo has played a lot of cupcakes in the last couple weeks and have been running over people. Patrick Mahomes has already thrown 14 touchdown passes this year. Uh, the line is 50, the overrunner is 56. That is a huge number. But I think this game could be 33-30. I don't think you're going to see a lot of defense played. I think you're going to see Mahomes and Josh Allen play really, really well. It's going to come down to who has the ball last, I think, in the fourth quarter. I'm running with, I know I said at the beginning of the season that I thought that the Chiefs would win this game at home and that would help them get home field advantage. And I'm going to stick with that. I am, I, I am, I, I, I trust the Chiefs at home in a big game like this because I've seen more of it. I think it's going to be a great game though and do not be surprised if the Bills win this game. I'll take the, I'll take the Chiefs because that's what I predicted at the beginning of the year. I'm going to stick with it. And it's Patrick Mahomes, but man, oh man, it's actually be a great game, fun to watch. Don't miss it, Sunday Night Football. Finally, Monday Night Colts at Ravens. I don't love this game. Uh, either way, I think the Ravens are the healthier team. They have more of an identity. They're at home. I'll take the Ravens. It's minus seven. I think the Colts could cover. It could be closer than that. 
But uh, I think the Ravens will move to four and one. The Colts will be floundering at one and four through five weeks. All right, we have got to take a break. Your uh, break number one. Uh, you're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. College football, let's break it down when we come back. Are you putting your retirement News Talk 1070 KHMO? Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. They have over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from in their network of dealerships. You hear me talking about it all the time. I found my truck through Cunis through their network of dealerships. They can bring trucks, cars, SUVs, anything you want that you find on CunisQuincy.com to the dealership at 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. They're having a big tent sale today. Check them out out at the Quincy Town Center. All right, let's jump into it. Hespin headline number two. Hespin's headlines on the mark. We got to talk college football. There's four games in college football that are very meaningful. Uh, Obviously, a big win last night for uh, uh, Cincinnati to kind of keep their playoff hopes alive. Arizona State, nice win over Stanford as well. Uh, what you know, has really happened with uh, Stanford? They've kind of just completely fallen off the map. Uh, they're, uh, the uh, Cincinnati, though, I mean, they blew out Temple. They, they have cup, cupcakes the rest of the way. We talked about it uh, last week, why I'm so frustrated with the idea that Cincinnati could get in. They will be a top four. Uh, at, at, at next week at this time because at, because of Iowa, Penn State, there's going to be a loser of that. And it's one of those where it, that is so frustrating to me because a team like Arkansas, they lost last week to the number two team in the country, Georgia, and they're rewarded with this week by going on the road to 3-1, and one, 17th-ranked Ole Miss, who their only loss is to Alabama. Where Cincinnati beats a very average, uh, a, a good Notre Dame team, but not a college football playoff Notre Dame team, and they get a Temple team uh, whose quarterback is one of the most inaccurate things I've seen uh, in college football in the last year. Like it, it's, it's just you got to keep this in mind when we're talking about expanding the playoffs. Give Cincinnati a chance. Who are they playing? Give yourself a chance. Schedules it may have your AD have some cojones and schedule some people. All right. Either way, let's jump into it. These are the four games that have giant playoff implications uh, in the college football playoff today. The Red River rivalry. Red River rivalry. Let's start with an undefeated Oklahoma, number six in the country, playing Texas. It's at the Texas State Fair, but it's very much split, fifty-fifty. It's very neutral site feeling. Uh, I love, love. Texas in this game. This is the type of game that Texas wins, and then they'll lose in two weeks to Kansas. This is a this is a Texas win. Spencer Rattler has been shaky. He was the Heisman favorite, possible number one overall pick favorite. Uh, this is all offense. Uh, the over under sixty five. I take the over. I think the line being three and a half. Oklahoma, Texas. Uh, their only loss is to Arkansas, a team to just out physical them. But I think they can score with anyone. I think you're going to see a Texas team that knows that after you lose to an Arkansas, this is your season. Oklahoma has a couple other games to try and work their way in. They're more focused on the college football playoff. Texas knows they're not making the playoff, but Texas knows their season and recruiting is built around this game. I love Texas in this spot. I'll take them to upset Oklahoma uh, somewhere around the lines of 40 to 37. I think it's a high-scoring, crazy Wonky, and uh, they hit the over for sure. Um, uh, you, you then look at to me. The other one is the one we just mentioned: four and one Arkansas, three and one Ole Miss. 
This game uh, between two SEC teams, 13th ranked, 17th ranked, that their only losses on the schedule right now are to the one and two teams in the country. So for them, this is massive. Uh, for them to maybe be that one-loss SEC team that has a chance to be in the playoff. Uh, because the only way the, the SEC team will have an undefeated team in, and they're going to have a one-loss team in. Uh, can it be uh, Arkansas or Ole Miss winning this game indistinctively and, and having a good showing in it will help either one of these teams? I actually like Arkansas in this game to regain the physicality over an Ole Miss team. They play better defense than Ole Miss. Ole Miss can only win in shootouts. Arkansas ain't getting in a shootout with you. They're going to control the tempo, control the clock, run the football. I like Arkansas in the upset in in uh, Mississippi at Ole Miss uh, in Oxford to get the win over uh, 17th-ranked Ole Miss. Um, uh, Georgia at Auburn. Undefeated Georgia at 4-1 Auburn. Again, this is an Auburn team. The Bo Nix is like the... You know, the Jameis Winston of college football. You just, you, you look at him, you're like, what are you doing? And somehow he can make some incredible, incredible plays. He plays very recklessly, very wild. Uh, but I, I, but I think this is an opportunity for Auburn to once again get back in this thing. There's going to be a one loss team in the college football playoff from the SEC. And I, I hope over an, uh, over a team like a Cincinnati. Could Auburn pull the upset over Georgia? And have a chance to then vault themselves back into the conversation, but also put the pressure on Georgia then to win out to get into the college football playoff. Because there's not going to be a two-loss SEC team that gets in. This could be a chaos scenario. I don't think it happens, though. Georgia's defense is so good. They're the one thing in college football that I completely trust right now is Georgia's defense. Uh, I think Georgia goes into Auburn at Jordan-Hare Stadium. I think they uh, uh, play a closer game. I think it is lower scoring. I don't think they cover the 14-and-a-half. I think Bo Nix keeps it interesting at some point in time late, but Georgia will win uh, at Auburn. And then finally, Penn State at Iowa, four versus three. Five and oh, five and oh, Big Ten. This is a huge game. A massive, massive game. If you're wanting the thing that's going to cause the most chaos then you want and then i think you want penn state to win because then you have a one loss iowa team an undefeated penn state team penn state i believe still has to play ohio state let me check their schedule really quickly they do and iowa on the other side of the bracket could go undefeated in that sense be a one-loss team that gets into the Big Ten Championship game that could be playing either a one-loss Penn State or a one-loss Ohio State. That causes even more chaos. Uh, but if you want just undefeated or if you want a team to have the best resume uh, from the Big Ten, then I think you're rooting for Penn State because Penn State has a tough resume ahead of them. Be- they beat Auburn already. They beat Wisconsin when they were 12. They have three Iowa, then they get Ohio State, who's seven in the country. They still get Michigan and Michigan State. If Penn State runs the table regular season undefeated and then wins in the conference championship game against whoever comes out of the other side of the Big Ten, they are without a doubt a top-four team in the country. So I think if you're rooting for chaos, you root for you root for. And Iowa to, to, I mean, there's a lot of chaos that can happen here. 
But I think the biggest chaos would be Iowa winning, giving Penn State the one loss, because Penn State could still have wins over Auburn, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, whoever wins the Big Ten. They would deserve as a one-loss team, I think, to be in. Uh, but if you're wanting just Big Ten dominance, then I think you're all in on Penn State to have the schedule. Because Iowa, as good as they've played, Iowa's schedule is a little bit easier going down the stretch. This is their last big game. They have Purdue, Wisconsin, Northwestern, Minnesota, Illinois, Nebraska. This is their last big test for them to cruise through. Uh, either way, one of these teams, if they uh, win out the rest of the year, will certainly be in the college football playoff. Uh, it's a massive mess game. Can't wait to watch it. And I, I, I think Penn State's the better football team. I, and and you're going to say, Mark, I know you hate Iowa football. You're Iowa football biased. You don't like Iowa football. This game will be fantastic as the sun is setting at Kinnick Stadium uh, in Iowa. The tradition they have there, a wave into the hospital. You know, I, I, Iowa's a great football team this year, but I think Penn State uh, is, is better. Their offensive line, the ability to run the ball. I'll take Penn State, but this game is going to be a must-watch for college football fans. If you're an SEC fan and you never watched the Big Ten, watch this game. This is going to be classic Big Ten football. When we come back, we're going to talk boxing. We're going to talk MLB playoffs. We're going to talk Kyrie Irving. A lot of stuff to get to. We're on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Take us anywhere. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. Eating, working, living pain-free. These are a few of the things many of us take for granted. Yet for many United States military veterans, finding and affording oral health care is a challenge. Dental Lifeline Network is looking for dentists who can change this. Will you volunteer to help people like Richard, a U.S. Naval veteran who suffered severe PTSD after his service? He was left homeless for a period of time, and his oral and overall health are suffering. Because of congressional limitations, the VA can't provide the dental help he needs. Through our Will You See One Vet program, we focus on helping U.S. military veterans like Richard. Now we are seeking more general dentists and specialists to donate treatment to at least one one veteran with special needs. When you volunteer with DLN's program to see one vet, we handle the details so you can focus on the care. If you are a dentist or know a dentist, please share this message and help us make a difference in the life of a veteran in need. Visit willyouseeonevet.org to learn more. That's willyouseeonevet.org. Joe Buck and John Smoltz welcoming you back to the City Center Convenience Mart. Well, John, the stage is set for the final transaction. That's right, Joe. Heather's moment has arrived, and you just hope all that training pays off. Heather lays down her purchase, but Randy rings it up as slowly as he can. He is a wily veteran. It gives Heather's eyes the chance to wander. Uh-oh. Yep, she's looking at the cigarettes. There's nothing good back there. Quit now, and in five years, your odds of getting certain cancers drop 50%. Meanwhile, Randy's stone-faced. He's giving nothing away. He just stands there, wetting his cashier's finger on that sponge. Heather toes the rubber. Here we go. Heather's arm is in motion. But instead of pointing at the back wall, she just grabs the gum off the counter. That's a slick move. Heather, back, back, back. She is out of there. Even Randy tips his cap to Heather. Stand up to cancer and rally wants you to reduce your risk for cancer. Go to takeahealthystand.org. For our military families, Americans can show appreciation through education. Because of you, I will walk across the stage. 
I can show my children that they can succeed at any point in their life. I will be able to make a positive difference in the lives of other people. I was able to achieve my dreams to work on eradicate some of the world's top diseases. I was able to get the education that I always wanted. Because of you, I will be paying it forward and serving my nation. Join us at thanksusa.org. Half a million today with highs around 86. Southerly winds, 8 to 15 miles per hour. Mainly cloudy skies expected tonight. Lows around 68. High of 87 tomorrow. Mainly clear skies and quiet. Much cooler Monday and Tuesday with highs from the low 70s to the mid 70s. Chance for scattered storms Monday. Right now, 70. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. They have their big tent sale going on today at the Quincy Town Center, the formerly the Quincy Mall. Check them on out. You can do the whole test drive. Vehicle shopping, purchases at the sale. They're giving away TVs, money, chances to win. Just take a test drive going out there to Cunis uh, Honda Hyundai's Quincy Town Center, formerly the Quincy Mall, 10 sale, going I think to about 6 o'clock tonight. So check it on out there. Uh, or just stop by the dealership, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Uh, they'll get you out to the uh, 10 sale as well. All right. Uh, this was almost has been headline number two. But when you have the Red River, Red River rivalry, I can't bump that. I'm a, I'm a Texas guy. You know that. Uh, but this is a massive, massive thing in the world of sports beyond football. Uh, there's a heavyweight fight tonight. Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. This is part three of Fury Wilder. These are two of the best boxers on the planet. Uh, these are two of the best heavyweights in a long, long time. The heavyweight division is very good right now. Uh, Tyson Fury, the 6'9", uh, 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 Gypsy King from England. He's 33 years old. He is career 30-0-1. His only, that one is a draw and that was to Wilder in the first time they fought back in 2018. Um, Wilder is 35, a little bit older, a little bit shorter, 6'7", the American from uh, Alabama. He's an, I think he's an Auburn guy. Um, or no, he's Tuscaloosa. I think he's a, I think he's an Alabama guy. Either way, he's from Alabama. Big, massive dude. He is 42-1-1. 41 of those 42 wins by knockout. His only draw is to Fury. His only loss is to Fury in his last fight and Fury's last fight, February 22nd, 2020. These guys were supposed to fight then again in part three months ago. COVID has constantly slowed this thing down. Fury had COVID. They rescheduled it for tonight. We're getting it in Vegas. The the thing about this is Fury was trying to get out of this fight saying that he's beat Wilder, he's done with Wilder, he doesn't, Wilder doesn't deserve a part three, it was a loss and a draw a draw and a loss. Wilder's saying, you know, you can't go one and one with me, we gotta have it, you know, someone's gotta have the upper hand. Fury, uh, Wilder knows that uh, he's still trying to, you know, figure out a fight with Joshua. They're both trying to figure out a fight with Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua is the Olympic champion. He had had both belts. Anthony Joshua just got upset by an up-and-comer from uh, Ukraine whose name is Alexandra Yusk, who's only 6'3", and has played uh, heavyweight and middleweight. Um, uh, but And he just beat Joshua like a month ago in September. Uh, this kid's 19-0, and 0, but Joshua is 24-2. and 2. Uh, one of his only losses is now to this kid, just lost the belts. But Joshua, Wilder, Fury, all three of these guys got a fight. 
And so it's just kind of fighting. It's just kind of figuring this all out. Fury wanted to get rid of Wilder and just go straight down to Joshua and try to uh, do this. But the way the fight game works, he because he agreed to the part three with uh, with uh, Wilder first, they got to fight, figure it out. Joshua's an Englishman too. You know, the belts don't really matter right now at this point. I haven't watched. I didn't get to watch the fight between um, the Ukrainian Oleksandre uh, versus uh, Anthony Joshua. I have to watch that because his other losses to Anthony Ruiz, kind of an upset fight. It was kind of a late, last-minute thing for Joshua to take on Anthony Ruiz, the Mexican uh, uh, boxer, former heavyweight champion. He's a very good fighter. He got demolished by Wilder. In my opinion, until I really watched this uh, kid from Ukraine, younger guy, only 6'3", though, how would he fare in the ring against a 6'9", Fury, a 6'7", Wilder? Joshua is 6'5", 6'6", big guy, but not nearly as imposing as Fury and Wilder. Much older boxers, much more experienced, way more fights under their belt. Uh, in my opinion, Fury's the best boxer on the planet. But this fight is in Vegas. Fury is looking towards... Those fights and the big money with Joshua, even though Joshua just lost these belts, so that's kind of throwing a whole wrench into it. Fury wanted to unify everything, have all the belts. Now this kid from Ukraine does. Uh, and will he fight Fury? I don't know. Will he fight the winner of this fight? They're all – the four of these guys with Ruiz being the fifth, and the heavyweight boxing, uh, it, 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 there's a lot of potential matchups. There's a lot to figure out to say who's the best. I personally think Fury is the best heavyweight boxer in the world. Joshua and, and Wilder are so close. I'd love to see those two fight as well. Um, they, they are b- both physically imposing. Wilder, uh, Fury's not. Fury's kind of flabby. The big brash talking is a lot like a, like a Conor McGregor, if you're not into boxing. Very brash, talks a lot. Either way, uh, I think I, I'm taking the upset in this because I think Wilder, he's the upset. He's oh, uh, one. He's got the draw on Fury. He's got the loss against Fury. I think he knows he needs to uh, get a win against Fury more than Fury needs to get a win against him. Fury's already looking towards Joshua, but then Joshua had the letdown fight against the Ukrainian. It's very, very fascinating. I'm all into heavyweight boxing. I loved, I love Deontay Wilder. A part of that's the American in me wanting to see the American get a win over the Brett. Uh, this fight's in Vegas tonight. The, the official pay-per-view card starts at around 8 o'clock. I'll be at Revelry Sports Bar with a buddy watching this fight tonight. I don't think they actually box till like 10.45. It's late. Uh, Central time, 10.45. But I'm going to try and, uh, and uh, sip my Miller Lights to make sure I'm good to go uh, to check out everything that goes on with Fury versus Wilder. Cannot wait to watch. It's going to be great. It's just great to have big-name fights, big-name uh, fighters in big-name fights. Deontay Wilder, he's the best American heavyweight we got. And uh, I I really think he's got a chance to upset Tyson Fury, who I do think is the best boxer pound-for-pound heavyweight in the world right now. But I think that that Wilder has has a real shot to upset him. Uh, And then who knows? If he upsets him, then you're 1-1-1. They're obviously going to want to kind of settle that. You have Joshua who wants to start fighting Wilder. You have Joshua who wants to start fighting Fury. Where does this Ukrainian kid come in? If I'm in, I try to hide from these guys. These are monsters. You're only 6'3". I got to watch that fight between Joshua and Alexandre Usk from Ukraine. Love heavyweight boxing. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show very quickly. Last commercial break. It's on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO. Kunis Honda is the used car. I'm Megan Hawker, and welcome to Heartbeat. 
One of my favorite hobbies is gardening. I really enjoy all that goes into planting, caring for, and watching my flowers grow. When I saw that one of my favorite authors, Beth Moore, had written a book called Chasing Vines, I knew I wanted to read it. Before I even started reading, I loved one of the phrases from the back cover. Nothing in our lives is wasted. Not the places we've been planted or even the painful pruning. Nothing is for nothing. Friends, even on our darkest days, there is beauty. Nothing is wasted. Think about the verses in Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Why do we worry about our everyday life? When we consider the lilies of the field and the birds in the air, look at how God cares for them. Are we not more valuable to Him? Heartbeat is brought to you by the Salvation Army. Some people bring joy wherever they go. Some whenever they go. Mark Twain found humor all around. Never argue with a fool. Onlookers may not be able to tell the difference. Humor. Pass it on from PassItOn.com. KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app. All right. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Check out their big tent sale. Happening until about 5, 6, 7 o'clock tonight at the Quincy Town Center, formerly the Quincy Mall. Tell them Mark sent you when you stop by the, the uh, tent sale. If you can't stop by the tent sale, shop online. CunisQuincy.com. Follow them on Facebook uh, as well. as You can follow me on Facebook as you're watching on the Facebook Live. Uh, search on the Mark KHMO on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespin. M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Let's wrap up the show really quickly. Heartbreaking loss for the Cardinals the other day. This is a uh, Cardinals Radio Network affiliate, KHMO. You know me, though. I'm a, I'm a Cubs fan. Got to be honest, I think that was just one of those games where um, everything that could go right and wrong simultaneously did, and it just didn't lead to, 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 to runs. You're leaving 11 runners in scoring position. It's tough. I think we're in for some long series. I know the White Sox are down 0-2 to the Astros. I think the White Sox at home, this could be electric at the rate, uh, it, when the, when the White Sox finally get it at home, I think that's going to be a long series. I think Rays and Sox is going to be a long series. Um, I really do think that the Giants and Dodgers will be a long series as well. Uh, I think, I think we're in for some special things here in, in the MLB playoffs. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm not, a, I'm not as big of a, a talk baseball guy. But I think the playoffs are one of those things. You watch the moments in October. What a Rose Arena did was the homer and stealing home in game one. There's some magical, magical moments. Uh, Chris Bryant with the homer last night for the Dodger, uh, for the Giants against the Dodgers. Some special ballparks, some special teams. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I, I think the Giants are a wagon right now. I, I think I I like the Giants. To me, they should be the favorite uh, to win it all. Uh, and if you could get a Giants Red Sox. World Series matchup, a Giants-White Sox World Series matchup, some big markets, MLB would certainly be uh, rooting for something like that. Uh, finally, I will say this. Kyrie Irving, the NBA. Let me let me first start by saying NBA talk will pick up in earnest next week because next week I will have to give you my NBA previews where we predict all of the standings in the NBA playoffs for East and Western Conference. I'll do that next week because NBA games – Real games start Tuesday, October 19th. So next week's my last week to get that in before the season starts. And wanted to make sure you had all the trades, all the injuries, everything figured out before we do that. Uh, so that's coming on up. But I will say this about Kyrie Irving. It's very interesting now. 
he got the okay that he can practice with the team, but he cannot play with the team in Brooklyn. So he's going to miss half the team's games and whatever games then they play in uh, San Francisco. I, I was tough on Kyrie last week, but let me make it very clear. I, if Kyrie Irving is doing what's best for Kyrie Irving by not getting vaccinated, I 100% support someone and having the freedom to do what's best for them. But it does work both ways. The Brooklyn Nets are trying to win a championship. They traded for James Harden, hoping they could have a big three of Harden, Kyrie, and KD. These championship windows are small. So the Nets also have the right as an organization to do what's best for them to win championships. So it's a two-way street. It really is. In America, companies and organizations have the freedoms that we as the people also have the freedom to do. So I don't want to be a hypocrite. And yes, I believe Kyrie Irving has the right to not get vaccinated. And he has the right to do what's best for him. But the Brooklyn Nets also have the right as an organization to say, well, that's not working for our timeline when KD's vaccinated, ready to go. James Harden's vaccinated, ready to go. Blake Griffin's vaccinated, ready to go. And we're trying to win a championship. I just want to make that very clear. That's my stance on that. I know you can read through the lines, but I, I you know, I have, I have all of the, the the respect in the world for any human being in any industry right now. I think it's a little insane to me. If you want my real opinion, not to get too political, I think it's absolute bonkers that the city of New York and the city of San Francisco are saying you can't be in the arena unless you're vaccinated. To me, that's the bonkers part. They can't fight that. They can't do anything about that. So if that's the circumstances you're living in, the team has to do what's best for them if the player's also doing what's best for them. All right, more NBA talk next week. Follow me on Twitter, at Marques, but it's going to be a great weekend of sports. I get a big fight. I get the Bears beating the uh, Raiders. I'm predicting it. I get the Red River rivalry. And an hour from now, go Texas, hook them. It's on the mark. News Talk 1070 KHMO in America's hometown. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Both of them at Mark Hespin. M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-N. Have a great weekend. See you next week for an NBA preview. Cunis Honda is the used car.